Amen. Say amen again. And one more time. I am grateful to be here. I want to say to Janae and Brother Williams, you all make a dynamic duo. Amen. Thank you. Amen. For Brother Lynn, thank you for what you have done and will continue to do to help enhance this worship experience. Want to give honor to the Holy Trinity, to my spouse, Reverend Dr. Sheila Elliott Hodge, and as uh, Lynn has already stated, she's the boss lady, so I'm grateful to be here. Um, as Lynn has already made mention, I serve as the uh, district superintendent for the Rock Hill District, and this is one of those times I get a little reprieve from the district work. I'm here to be in worship with you, and we'll attempt to expound upon a passage of scripture so that we might continue our faith journey together. So let's begin by me reading the selected passage of scripture for today, which is Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Again, that's Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. The following words are printed in the version that I have chosen. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all the authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please join me in a brief prayer. God, thank you for bringing us to this day. And in spite of what might be called in climate weather, we are here. So help us now to worship in this space, to feel your presence, but also to be empowered to go and do something for you as we have been given this great opportunity for. I ask this in your name. Amen. Theme for today's message is if we don't go, they may never come. If we don't go, they may never come. The word go is an action word, as we all know. When it is used, one is led to believe that forward progress is being made, or at least the effort is being made to move in that direction. When we hear, let's go, we understand that someone is asking us to leave from where we are to go to another location. Now, how do you use the word or phrase, go? 
When and if it is used, we all recognize that this is a call to do something and to move from where one is to go elsewhere. The word or phrase is used twice in the passage of scripture that I read from Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Now, the first reference to the word or phrase occurs when the disciples or followers of Christ respond to Jesus' directive that they assemble themselves in the vicinity of a mountain. This would be the place where Jesus would appear to them after his resurrection. And at this locale, they would encounter something and someone who would help them transform and be transformed. And it would set the stage for life transformation for all of humanity, inclusive of each of us. After being reacquainted with the disciples, Jesus is now preparing his followers for full-time ministry. And that's important to remember. They had gone through all of the formalities, which may have consisted of them greeting Jesus first, and then using the remaining time together to engage for the work that would help literally turn the world upside down. And even in their disbelief, because he was Jesus, he captured their attention in this instance and I got to be honest, if it was me, I would have been spellbound. I, I don't even know how I would have reacted. That's why it is necessary for these followers of Christ to reconnect with him in a way that they would understand that he was who they remembered him to be and that he still loved them and had big plans for them. Can you say big plans? God has big plans for us as well. The plans he had for them would take them to places that they probably never thought they would be going. I've got a question I want to ask you all. Y'all ever been to a place and seen some folk you never thought you would go to or see? You see, it would entail their meeting people that they never thought they would meet. It would place them in situations that they never thought they would be. The first reference to go coming from Jesus was probably a lot easier for the disciples than the second reference. It wasn't that difficult for them to assemble together to worship God. No, that was easy. Even if it was somewhat shocking to be back in the presence of Christ after he had been crucified and resurrected, 
Today, most of us are comfortable with this first reference to go. It wasn't that difficult for us to come to worship here today, although I gotta put a qualifier here. If you're like me and some others, if you stayed up till about 2, 2.30 to watch Colorado and Colorado State, it was a little bit hard. But thanks be to God, I'm here. And I'm glad prime time and uh, Colorado team etched it out. But I was like the little kid who tried to stay up all night and then there was church the next morning. Or maybe the teenager who hung out on Saturday night at whatever recreational event that they chose and tried to sleep in late and mama said, you getting out of here. <laughs> now, Sheila didn't say you getting out of here, but I knew I had to get out of there. And that's why I'm here. Don't tell her I said that. Let's get back to the text. Look at verses 19 and 20 of Matthew 28. How do those verses resonate with you? Another reference to go is mentioned. This go that Jesus shared with his followers is different. It would take them beyond worship to share with others who they had come to love and revere. You know, brothers and sisters, there are still people today who are in need of what we have come to experience by God's love, God's grace, and God's mercy. Let's be straight up here. Some of us know where we came from. Some of us know, man, if the story be told. Ooh, Lord, I can only speak for me now, but I know God's grace and mercy has me in this place. And many of you can also say, hey, it's God's grace and God's mercy. Oh, but thanks be to God, I'm glad I hear not only one goal, but two goals in this passage. It could be said that the second goal that's referenced is ambiguous. Jesus didn't go into no detail when he mentioned to them that he was directing them to go out and change the world through the ministry that they wouldn't take. Yet, they could not say they didn't have any guidance here, and I think that's appropriate for us to remember. They were all followers of Jesus, and as such, they had a frame of reference to some aspects of what the goal meant. For them, it meant traveling from place to place, letting others know that he is the real deal that he gave himself up so that others might have a chance to have a different way of life. 
he gave them a chance to go and be a witness. These followers of Jesus were told that they needed to expand the kingdom of God by sharing their experience of how their lives were different. As a result of who Jesus is and how he made that difference. Now, I'm here to say to you, I know everyone is not a preacher. I know everyone is not a pastor. I know that there's some folk that may be a little hesitant or timid about sharing your life transformation. But I also know this. God can use every one of us uniquely to be a witness. You don't have to open up your mouth. Just live your life and somebody will be able to say, hmm, something's different about them. What in the world has happened? That's where we rely on that second goal. God can use us. Think about it. Did the initial followers do what Christ asked? Surely they did. The Gospels tell us that they did it. And while they may not have gone wholeheartedly at the outset, they went. And God did a work through them. You know, that's why we're here today. Over time, the teachings that the earlier followers of Christ were given was passed down. Somebody told you about Jesus. Somebody shared that there was something to this thing called the ministry of transformation. Somebody shared it with you. Who was it? Was it a mother, father, grandparent, neighbor? Friend, pastor, somebody shared God's word with each of us. Therefore, we're here. I'm here to say that God is still speaking. Even today. We still have an obligation to go wherever God leads us. We have an obligation to go to whomever God leads us to speak to. We have an obligation to make ourselves available to the spirit of the true and living God right now. If we don't go, they may never come. Can you say it with me? Go. Go. Go! D. Scott Hilbert in an article titled How to Help Churchgoers Serve the Lord by Serving Other States. Hear this, and I want you to try to process this because I'm going to share at least an opportunity for you to engage it from this day forward. Each community is different. Each of us is surrounded by needs. Someone needs to do something about. 
they may be related to poverty, orphan care, crisis pregnancy, drug abuse, pollution, education, spiritual darkness, or any number of crises. He goes on to say, those of us who follow Jesus are often sensitive to the pain around us and are compelled to act. This brother is speaking to the core of the matter. He says, I have no doubt that each of us wants to do something special for others. Yet, it is a known fact that merely having a desire to do something special for others is often inadequate. Case in point, according to a recent LifeWay research survey, though a large number of people believe they need to be serving in the community, hear these numbers, only three in 10 say they do anything about it. In other words, people's behavior does not seem to be matching their stated desires. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I ask one thing of each of us here today. As often as you can, revisit Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Jesus wants all of us to worship on a consistent basis. And along with our worship of God, we are prompted and compelled to actively go out on behalf of God to people who need to experience what we have and continue to experience as followers. If we don't go, they may never come. If the disciples didn't follow Christ's directive, we would not be here today worshiping this still is an initiative that we can undertake Remember I said I would ask that we consider something that can actively engage us. I can't tell you where to go. I can't tell you who to go to. I can't tell you what to say. But I know that you know in your realm of influence there are people on your job, in your neighborhood, in the city, in your family, who need what you have. There are people who you text every day. There are people who you talk to on the telephone every day. There are people who you see. There are places in this area where their needs 
that you can help fulfill. I love this passage of scripture and especially the latter part because oftentimes the first thing we go to is, but I'm not equipped. I don't know how to teach. I don't know how to preach. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Guess what? These followers of Christ early on didn't either. And if the truth be told, they learned as they witnessed. What would it be like if you and I took the attitude, I may not, but God can. I don't know where, but God does. I don't know how, but God can. So you think about this as I prepare to close. Silver Hill Memorial, UMC, whether in person, via, online presence, friends, family, and all others, remember, if we don't go, they may never come. Everybody can touch somebody. If you're a golfer, Lord have mercy, I ain't going there with that. Because my ball be going all over the place, and I ain't, I ain't got on a golf course yet, so there's no telling what that's going to look like. But even a bad golfer can connect with somebody. So let's be used by God in the way that we can. You know, if you just make yourself available to go for Christ and Christ's church, God's going to make a way. And that's why I love the words to the song that I will not try to sing. Ooh, and then somebody said, praise the Lord, they ain't even heard me sing yet. Lord Jesus, I gotta be bad. They ain't never heard me sing. <laughs> but it is, I'll go if I have to go by myself. I'll go if I have to go by myself. And there's a part of that that says, just send me, I'll go. Just send me, I'll go. That's all we got to do. Just go. And the spirit of the true and living God will do through us what we thought we were not capable of doing. Every one of us can do it. And I trust that you will allow the spirit of the true and living God to do just that. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, as well as the Holy Spirit. Amen.